This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Hi, I'm Adam Heath of Itable. And I'm Sarah. This is Dating Kind of Sucks, the podcast about dating, sex, and relationships. This week, we're talking about the institution of marriage. Enjoy the show. Whether you're married or single or poly or ace, or hanging out with swingers back at your place, listen to us as we get no fun on Tinder and Bumble and plenty of yucks, trying and trying and having no luck, because we all know dating kind of sucks. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Dating Kinda Sucks. If you're new to DKS, my name is Adam, and I'm a comedian, writer, and misogynist-turned-feminist, joined by my co-host Sarah, who is a millennial, travel junkie, and serial dater now in a committed relationship. We're not professionals, doctors, or experts, just two people sharing our perspectives on the world of dating, sex, and relationships. The first half of every episode is spent catching up on what's happening in our lives, and the second half is reserved for the episode's main topic. So if that's all that brought you here, you can skip through the halfway mark, or you can stick around and enjoy the whole show. Let's get started. Well, it's so, birthday season for I was say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy belated birthday to, uh, you. to you. Uh, we're recording this on January 24th, and your birthday was last week. It was the 19th, right? Yep. And yours is yeah, Thursday. I, yeah, which is, it's weird that ours is exactly a week apart. Mine is coming up in two days after this. It'll already this episode will have uh, or will be airing after my birthday. So, so I guess it'll be belated birthday for me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're uh, yeah, you're getting up there in age now. You're. Uh, I would say shut you're the fuck up. To you. in, <laughs> you're officially in your thirties now. Like you know, before you were just thirty, but now you're in your thirties. You know, that's is a that whole, what whole is thing. that what thirty one meant? It is. I'm now in my thirties. Last year was now. just a joke. Yeah, well, you were just thirty then. You're like that's just you know that's like a it's like a threshold you crossed. Yeah, but now you're in your thirties. It's a whole other thing. It's a whole Fantastic. whole thing. It just is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and I'm just old, so it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's like, when did we meet when you were 40? So I think when I'm yeah. when I'm 40, I'll be like, fuck. That's when I'm like, right? okay. Yeah, yeah, because we met back in 2017. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, I, I was on, I did a TikTok live the other day, and uh, we were just talking about stuff, and I mentioned my birthday was coming up, and someone was like, well, how old are you? And I was like, I'm going to let the, you know, 100 people in here on the live guess, you know, guess my age. Oh, God, did they go too high or too low? No, everybody everybody stayed pretty low. In fact, I would say that the average guess was about 33, 34, so I was, I was pretty happy with that. I can't really complain. Really? Roy's 35. <laughs> what? <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's the dyed beard or something like that. Maybe it's just the, you know, it's the attitude or personality. But I also think that we you kind of start thinking about someone in their late in their mid forties to like, you know, I'm gonna be forty six to be like a parent, an older, yeah, a parent, more like health issue. I don't know, pro- what. professional, mature, you know, all of these things, you know, and, and maybe that's what it is. Not on TikTok. I, I don't know if those things that can affect that maybe uh, potentially as well. Maybe. So, but Roy also, yeah, he he looks young, but does he still have a mullet? Yeah, he does. The look on your face was great. Or just, <laughs> I, I wish I wish all the listeners could have seen that look. Um, <laughs> he does. Yes, he does. he's entering the mullet competition this summer, and then it goes away. I don't know. Okay, okay. we'll see. Have we figured out what what um, characterizes a winning, like a prize winning mullet? Fuck if I know. I've looked at the winners online, and they all just have they have those douchebag sunglasses. I I don't even oh, of course the wraparound. Yeah, yeah, I don't even yeah. need to really go into detail when I say that the douchebag yeah. sunglasses, the cutoff T-shirt, and then a really fluffy looking mullet. And there's there's a kids age range, and then there's adults and teens that can enter. It's a whole thing oh apparently. My God. Yeah, and it happens in July because freedom. <laughs> I guess I freedom. Like I always think of like the, the especially the, the the top part of a mullet being really terribly cut. Like it looks like you cut it yourself with a pair of like kitchen scissors. You know, like the the bangs type thing. You know, always like to me it looks just uh, you know you got a cow look usually, and then all of a sudden the the long hair in the back. I don't know. His hair is actually head. really nicely cut. He goes to the barber. Every it might be co- too nicely cut. I'm saying to win a mullet to win? competition. Oh. Like yeah, I feel like you know. Uh, like a nicely styled mullet is probably not a winning mullet. Like you want a mullet that looks like that person was born to wear a mullet. And I think Roy might not be that person. No, so. don't tell him that. Because <laughs> he'll want to win the fall. My so thing is, I, try think, next yeah, year. I think it's just going to stay at this point because I want to try again. Because my cousin's having a wedding in April and I was like, okay, by the wedding, the mullet's gone. I don't want you seeing all of my extended family in the mullet, like they're gonna, that's gonna be like the main talking point when you're down there. And he's like, "What's wrong with that?" And I'm like, "I guess nothing, but you know, just." And this is in Florida, yeah. or in yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, I mean, it's gonna be standard mullet. It's mullet. It's Florida. I mean, I don't think anybody's gonna notice it. I think you're. I think some of my very like, I don't know, not high profile, but my very ritzy side of the family will be like, "Interesting, sir." <laughs> <laughs> that's just my thing i mean it doesn't it's oh, whatever it's fucking hair but yeah 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 that's great so uh so how did we get up? oh yeah age we're talking about age that's what age. it was birthday so your birthday was last week it what was. did you do for your birthday so i was actually in hawaii for a week i Ooh, yeah. fancy yeah i have a friend who lives on oahu so Stayed out there at her place, and it was really nice. We did, on my birthday, we did a sunset cruise from Waikiki and just drank, drank a little too much. But yeah, that was my birthday. Drunk birthday sex? No, 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 no. We had sex the day before (laughs) and then the sex the day after, but no, not on my birthday. Were you too drunk for that? No, actually, so here's the thing. Uh, I wasn't going to share this, but what the fuck? Because um, it's really <laughs> stupid, and I was wondering if you were going to bring it up. I'm like, hmm, Sarah, anything else happened? I'm a lightweight now because I maybe have, what, one or two drinks a month, if that. Like, sometimes I, I go a month or two without drinking. So on my birthday, I just got the house cocktail on the on the boat or whatever, and that's what him and I were drinking. And I was like, I'm just going to have one, you know. No, What was it, do you know? 
it was like a Mai Tai. I think, okay. I, you know, it was like some kind of Mai Tai. Yeah. So we both had one of those. And then I was like, you know what? It's my birthday. I can have a second one. Why not? And I ate a little bit before and drank some water, took some Dramamine because I didn't want to get seasick either. So I was like, I'll have another one. And then Roy was like, oh, okay. So then he had another. So he was like a drink and a half ahead of me. So I ended up having three drinks, which for me is a fucking lot. And he had four, four and a half. So we're getting off this boat, fucking dying, laughing, drunkish, not like not drunk as shit but just drunk and he said he was like i don't think we've been drunk together like this ever in our relationship so it was actually a lot of fun we started walking down waikiki we we're like let's go get some food we walked into like a nice restaurant we're like nah fuck this we need stupid drunk food so then we went to a taco right. place and he got nachos didn't order cheese on his nachos and at the end the dude's like don't worry man i'll add the cheese i was like what the fuck are you doing like you're showing you're showing yourself that we're fucking drunk right now so we get that. And then for like my birthday treat, we got some ice cream or whatever. And we're just hanging out, having a good time, sitting by the beach, just looking at the waves. And then I was like, I don't feel so good. Fuck. And I was like, it's not like that serious. Like I could probably hold it in. But like, you know, saliva is piling in my mouth and I just feel like I might vomit. I don't I don't. It just like came suddenly. I was like, fuck. Um, and I was trying to sober up because he was like, I can't drive. I'm way too right, right. I'm way too drunk to drive. And by the way. It's 7.30 <laughs> <laughs> because the, the cruise started at five. Oh so God. it was like an hour and a half cruise that we ate. So the sun's down, right. but it's it's not even eight yet. So I'm sitting there in the sand and I was like, well, where's there a trash can? Like, I'll just vomit in a trash can. I don't care. Or maybe I won't even vomit at all. But I was like, if I'm going to be the one to drive us home, maybe I should try to vomit, sit for a little bit and then drive us back. Oh, my so God. <laughs> this is everything going in my mind. I was like, please don't get a DUI on your birthday. Da, 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 da. Like all the, uh, the internal dialogue. Right. And um, I just like turned over. I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to vomit. I was sitting in the sand. I like dug a hole, vomited in the sand, covered it. And it wasn't even like a lot. It was literally like the ice cream that it had. Like whatever. I was like, eh. can, we, can we can we set the scene here? So you guys are like sitting on the beautiful, pristine beaches of, of, of Waikiki is not that great. Waik- Waikiki. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> the beautiful, pristine beaches of Waikiki watching with the sunset. The sun had already set. It was already dark. Okay. So that was my dark. other okay. saving grace. So no one could really, there wasn't that many people around. I was like, if I go to a trash can in the main drag, a lot of people are going to see me. Plus, I don't know where it is and I have to vomit now. I wasn't going to. So with your, with your hands, you dug a, a hole next to you. Like a cat. I just, like a cat. <laughs> just, my litter box just goes. And then just vomited into it. It wasn't like a. It yes. So I feel bad for the person. <laughs> <laughs> sat by there the next day but oh shit happens and i felt like a child when i did it and i was like well there's been better moments but here we go and then i instantly felt better and it was not a lot yeah. but tmi but then yeah, yeah. roy drove he was like roy's like actually i'm feeling better now too and so we walked around a little bit more and then he drove back well that's fantastic you puked in a hole. I'm fucking that's 31. Strange. That's embarrassing. Yeah. It's yeah. so that's embarrassing. That's what happens in your 30s. So you just you just can't hold your liquor anymore in your 30s. I know. I will not hung over the next day. Thank God. That's good. And I'm just like, it's just embarrassing that even after one drink, I'm like, I feel tipsy because I just don't drink. Yeah, I so. did. I sent you. I think those. Uh, I should. I should put those on Patreon or something. Sometimes those photos I have of you. Uh, that after uh, oh, I our, I have those photos of me yeah. puking at the what is it the honey baked ham yeah. honey baked ham in the, in like one of the like in the trees like you just had to get out and puke in the bushes or whatever that was uh that was like my last hangover no lie 
That was that was quite a, that was quite that a was, night. That was twenty nine. I I don't drink, and that was I had yeah. multiple drinks. Oh, that oh night. yeah, that was, we 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 all drank way too much that night. That yeah. was yeah, that was a ridiculous night. Cause that's when we went to the, we went we all went to the strip club. All the listeners that joined us we yeah. went to the strip club, and there were shots and everything. Yeah, not my vibe anymore. But yeah. on my birthday, I guess it is. <laughs> so yeah, I guess I turned yeah. twenty one actually. So. <laughs> Right. Great. I didn't even vomit. On, actually, that's not true. I vomited on my twenty-first too. So, cheers to that. There you go. All right. Well, did you get any uh, good gifts? Hmm. Honestly, not really. <laughs> not that. Like, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Like, no one. Chris. January's weird. January birthdays right. are just weird because I got my Christmas gifts. I told Roy, you know, just take me out to a nice dinner, which he did. Oh, okay. And then and and the cruise, I'm guessing, was a was on him. That was well, we split. It, it was expensive, so we split. We bought our own tickets for that. Why? It was your birthday. Yeah, but we were booking stuff like beforehand for like all the thi- uh, okay. all the trips and stuff we were gonna do. So it wasn't like let me book this thing for your birthday. It was like okay, like here are all the trips. You pay your half. I pay. Like right, not right, a big right. deal. Okay, okay. Is that a big deal to you? That seems like a big deal. It was like seventy like, bucks. Not a big deal. I thought you said it was expensive. Not the Sunset Cruise, no. So, like, for your birthday, it should have been like a like I don't know. I feel like that would have been a gift. Like, hey, let me pay for this night for you to go out and do everything, and it's on me, and like you don't have to worry about it. And seventy dollars is not a lot of money for like a for something like that. I don't know. I don't know. It just, doesn't I mean it doesn't bother me. Like it what? doesn't bother you. So that's what's that's what's important. Yeah. But it just feels like that would be that would have been the nice the, the birthday gesture. I, I would guess. have rather. I would have rather had. I if mean, it had been the other way around, you would have paid for it. No, I don't think so. with travel stuff it's different. I feel like if you would have been like, "Hey, it's your birthday, so we're we're doing something that you want to do," and you would, I think, I feel it feels like you would have paid for it. I don't know. You think it's different with travel? That's how I look at it, anyways. It's like, okay, here are the because I plan it out ahead, like I plan it out ahead of time. But in my mind, with travel expenses, I'm like, okay, here's here's our itinerary. Here's your ha- like, this is how much it's going to cost. Here's your half. Here's my half. Unless he interjected and said, "Hey," but I didn't. I just don't think like that, and I don't really. Eh, it's whatever. Okay. Doesn't well, bother. Good. I didn't even I, until you said something. I didn't think like, oh, you know, he should have. That doesn't bother me. Well, that's that's all that matters then. It bothers you, know, you though. It does. It bothers me a little bit, <laughs> but, I, but I'm not the one. He bought other uh, things for my birthday, so I. Well, like, that's good. Whatever. That's nice. Yeah. 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 It, yeah, it's just the idea of a sunset cruise seems like it should be like a romantic like a gift a thing to do. You know, like a I don't know. Not a gift. No. Just the no. thing we okay. did in Hawaii. Yeah. Well, and so you had a good time in Hawaii otherwise? Yeah. I'm sad, kind of sad to be back just because my tan is going to go to shit now and <laughs> it's cloudy you, here. You're what now? My tan. What, what tan is that? You can't see my tan lines, but I have tan lines. <laughs> so you think that means you have a tan just because there's one part that's okay, less, slightly this, less I, white I than, have, other, than other parts? True. I am a little less white than normal, but I have this light on <laughs> me, so it's already making me paler, so shut the fuck up. I mean, I have no tan, so I have, I have no place to speak about it anyway. So my yeah. back is pretty, like, my back and my legs are pretty tan, but, and oh, also, I wear a hat. 95 percent of the of time because i'm not trying to get a lot of sun on my face right not that right. i you know i still get rays or whatever but yes don't yes. judge me got, stop no that. no you know you take very good care of your skin it's, it's uh, you do i mean i'm i'm i mean every time you do all your facial <laughs> routines and everything no it's it's impressive you do that you do all your micro needling and all those things too have another appointment next month yep 
Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so no, I'm not surprised you don't want to get any, any sun on your face. I spend way too sense. much money on my face to, and way too much products. So, yeah. That's right. Well, I mean, that's why you look so young. Don't even look like yes. you're in your 30s. I don't really care. But thank you. I have the grace to prove it, though. <laughs> the grace, right. <laughs> Anyways, what, what are you doing for your birthday? I am going to Las Vegas. Mm. It's uh, about six hours away. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine who lives in Baltimore who had never been. And she, we were talking about this like back, I feel like, in October or something. And she said, I've always wanted to go to Vegas. How far is that from me? And I was like, six hours. I was like, you know what? Why don't we? Why don't you come out and like meet me there for my birthday? I was like, I'll, I'll, it'll be a fun way to celebrate my birthday, and you know, I can, you know, you can see Vegas. So uh, yeah, I'm driving over there Thursday, and I'll be there uh, for uh, for about four nights. So uh, when this episode drops, I'll be in Vegas. Um, it'll be fun. I've got a you know kind of splurged a little bit on staying in a decent place with like a nice suite and all that stuff. So I have a. Uh, all the all the luxury, like on the club level where they have like you know free breakfast and a cocktail hour and all that shit too. Nice. So you seeing any nice. shows? No. Okay. I have no desire to see any shows whatsoever. I just and I don't gamble. Um, yeah, I might I might spend like a hundred bucks gambling, but it's not really my thing. Um, I think we're just gonna kind of hit up different bars and hit maybe a little bit of the club scene as well while we're there. While we're there. Um. I'm kind of leaving. She had a bunch of a couple things she wanted to go do and see. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm cool pretty much with whatever, you know, like I don't want to go too crazy. I don't want to keep it. Uh, I don't want to do like a Sarah itinerary, um, you know. No so. one wants to do a Sarah itinerary. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't blame you. Because <laughs> she mentioned something like maybe going to see the Hoover Dam or something. I was like, fuck no. I was like, no, like, if we're in Vegas, we're staying in Vegas. Like, let's go. Let, let's go into enjoy the debauchery and the nightlife and forget doing anything that's like, you know, nature. No, this is this is the time to be in the smoke filled uh, casinos and drinking. Well, they pump and, it with you know, oxygen. Like You'll be OK. Not- yeah, exactly. So uh, that should be that should be fun. I am. um she she texted me this morning and I and I I, I didn't see it till I woke up but she said that um, there's an immersive exhibit that she wanted to go to and I was still Don't kind of like Van Gogh. Well, I was still kind of bleary eyed because I was like just waking up and I and I looked at it and I thought she said it was a Leonardo DiCaprio immersive immersive exhibit and I was like well that sounds bizarre and uh, and then I realized that it was Leonardo da Vinci. Oh, and uh, so a little, little different, Um, but but okay, yeah. (laughs) DiCaprio, Da Vinci. Uh, So we're gonna. I think we're gonna probably check that out. I don't know. I don't know what these immersive exhibits really like. What the point of them are? Um, Is it like basically like a science center for adults type thing where it's like interactive things? Have you ever been to one of? Yeah, I went. I went to one when I was in Italy, and it was the Van Gogh one before it was touring in the U.S., and uh-huh. it's just... Oh, you went before they came to the U.S. I didn't even want to do it. My friend at the time wanted to go, and I was like, I guess we can. And I at the time, it was cool, but looking back, I'm like, it was just a projector of all of Van Gogh's paintings tied to music, and... You see, that's what I'm kind of worried about. Uh, uh, and for what it was... the. The ticket price, eh, I don't know. Could have spent yeah. that on a nice meal or something else. Da Vinci might be a little more interesting just because beyond just painting, obviously, he was an inventor and there's a lot more. So there, maybe there's something, you know, extra, some extra dimensional aspects to it. I don't know. But I'll, I'll look at it before I decide Check if I want to go website, spend money. Check the website. See what yeah. it looks. They'll give you an idea of what it looks like. And then you go, is this worth the ticket? Mm, probably right. not. 
Yeah, unless that's mind, like, like your favorite, unless it's like your favorite artist or painter. Right, if it had been Leonardo DiCaprio, then then we're talking. No, <laughs> <laughs> give me an immersive experience, please. <laughs> but uh, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I like I like I like art. I enjoy looking at art, and I enjoy seeing different types of art. But I'm also not someone who needs to sit there and stare at it forever. And I don't, you know. That was my next I, question. So, How long do you typically yeah. spend in a museum? Yeah, I remember going to a museum like with the art class from from college. Uh, we'd go, we went to DC, and we'd go to, to you know some of the museums there. And uh, I would be like, okay, and then I'd move on to the next one. Like, and I would usually be like, you know, an hour ahead of everybody else because like w- once you see it, what like I don't know, I'm not gonna, just gonna sit there and you know and just Ponder like life. stare at it. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't do that for me. My one so. friend reads every little single thing oh God. and then interprets that and then continues on. And then, oh, my, same thing. I'm like, I see the cool things. I read some of them. I get in depth with yeah. others and then others. I'm like, okay, whatever. Next. And I don't like listening to people do a self-guided tour. Like I don't like listening to things. Well, like, you know, like, like a next year coming up and then like giving all the history. Cause it, they always talk way too long about stuff that I don't give a shit about. So accurate. We shall see what'll happen. Um, I think I'm more concerned uh, as far as uh, Vegas about um, about my ability to drink. Like really? I, I, you know, too. I, well, because I, you know, I don't, I really don't drink anymore. I maybe every two weeks I go out to the one bar in town and I'll stay there for a few hours and have a few drinks. How much is and... a few? Just three or? No, 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 like nine or ten. But um... <laughs> okay, <laughs> but well, okay, but that's over the span of what six hours. Um... Yeah, six hours usually. Still, that's more than I, I. I don't have any. I can't say shit. Yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, it is, but it's still. I mean, that's that's a normal. You know, that's a like I would. Use, that's a typical thing as I go out. But but like I used to be able to do that. That was something I would do. I was doing you know three nights a week, and so a little different now. Like yeah, the next day it kills me. Like it's I don't you know it doesn't really bother me when I'm drinking at all. But but when I get the next day, I'm just like dead for the full day. Like it it knocks me on my ass. So See, that's why I don't do it. <laughs> yeah, I know. If that's I know. the if that's the outcome. I, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's, no, it's 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 dumb as fuck to do. Um, I will say that. But but so but I mean, Vegas is going to be basically about drinking. So I'm gonna have to figure that out. I don't, I'm gonna have to handle you know, maybe slowly have a couple drinks and then switch to water. Or I don't know what I'm gonna do. So just we'll do see. Just cocaine this, off of somebody's tit and call it a day. That's right. I'll just do cocaine <laughs> off some titties. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah classic vegas activity for anybody who goes um so yeah i don't uh yeah i don't know we'll see um i will be able to uh to report back after our next episode if i survived my 46th birthday or not you know so uh yeah it'll be fun um but uh and then the drive the drive back will be miserable i'm sure because it'll be after a weekend of partying so no matter what i'm just gonna be exhausted but they'll pump the place full of oxygen, so you might feel not as tired. Yeah, that's right. Maybe. Potentially. Yeah. Um, and, of course, I'm going to overpack way too much. I've already started packing, and it's, it's going to take two suitcases. How many black um, shirts do you need to pack? Well, I only need to pack. Well, it's okay. <laughs> so yeah, this is my brain. This is how my brain works. Like I'm staying Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. Okay, so four nights. And so I need clothes, and then I need clothes for, for Monday um as well and then what if i spill something or tear something so you know so basically i'm gonna bring like eight shirts all of my shirts actually basically all of my all of my black shirts that i own excuse me what if you no absolutely not oh my god adam what 
That's how my brain works. And so what I'll bring double of those. What if you spill something every day? You never know. Like it could just have, I could have a really bad run of luck and just spill something on myself constantly. And so then I have to bring enough shirts. And then I have, you know, a couple pairs of jeans. It's fine. Uh, different pairs of shoes. You know, just two pairs of shoes. Nothing, nothing big. Um, but then I want, like, what if I brought my sandals? So if I want to walk through the hotel and not have to put on shoes, you know, and then I, you know, and so that, and then I've got, you know, a pair of like, you know, shorts just to kind of casually hang around the hotel. Um, and then a bathing suit if we decide to go to the pool or hot tub or while we're there. And uh, then I'm like, okay, well, I need a jacket and I need my hoodie just in case the jacket breaks or something like that. What happens if my jacket tears what or something the like fuck, that? Dude. I always bring backups. And then, so that's just my suitcase. And then I'm like, is it a right, carry on gotta... size or a check no, no, bag? No, it's a giant, giant fucking suitcase. Bro, then, I can't. But I got all my toiletries, you know, and I'm like, I, you know, I got to make sure I, in case I decide I want to shave my head while I'm there because it's growing too much, even though I'm going to shave it before I leave. But, you know, like just in case, you know, and all this stuff. And, you know, I have, I don't have travel size. I have a giant thing of uh, shampoo, a giant thing of conditioner, a giant thing of, you know, body wash and stuff like that. So I've got all that. Uh, and the, yeah, it's just, it just adds up. And then I want to bring my photography stuff. Cause I, if I wanted to do any TikToks or whatever, I want to bring my ring light and of course the bacon photo and all of that. Um, and then oh groceries. Oh my wanna, God. Chill. So I'm bringing like a 12 pack of Mountain Dew and some Coke Zero and I'm bringing some snacks and then, you know, so like, yeah, it's just by the time I, mean, I have my laptop, I'm bring my laptop. Trip. That's road trip stuff. Yeah. I guess you'll want. So literally for four, for four nights, I'm going to have uh three, three bags basically. That's worse than me. Oh, I mean, yes, I mean, you know how to pack in like a backpack. I don't even know how you do that. Yeah, I can like, pack yeah, all so. my stuff for a week trip yeah. in Florida and just a little backpack. Yeah, it's just, it's, I'm glad I'm driving because it just would have been ridiculous otherwise. Wow. Well, so, yeah. Have fun <laughs> with that. I don't know, spill every single day. I guess that's my <laughs> advice. Because <laughs> then you're really confused. Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> or you like spill- every day I spilled mayonnaise on my fucking shirt and had to, you know, change it out. And on the backup one, too. Yeah, on the backup one, right? <laughs> then you have a blowout. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, so, um, yes. So, happy birthday to both of us. Um, and, uh, hey, if you're listening to this on this on Friday and you want to uh, you want to buy me a drink uh, while I'm in Vegas, you're welcome to. Um, you can send it to uh, my Venmo or Cash App. Uh, my Cash App is just uh, dollar dollar sign evitable oh and my venmo is adam dash evitable yeah why not like this people listening might be like i want to buy adam a drink i can't be there but i'd love to buy him a drink you know that might be uh you know buy me a few drinks because they're fucking expensive in vegas you know i will say that that's why i'm bringing liquor too by the way so like when we can no, that's smart that that's when yeah. you said the food and the drinks is smart to bring but yeah. the eight pairs of sh- <laughs> the eight shirts the eight shirts i know i know <laughs> anyway ridiculous <laughs> Well, so, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's a kind of our updates. Um, let's, uh, let's move on with the episode here. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, before we get into our caller question, we do have some countries to shout out. I'm going to try to not butcher these. We have Nigeria, Belgium, Slovenia, and Latvia. So those are our 
new countries. Um, thanks so much for listening. And of course, we have our regulars topping the charts as well. But happy to see some new listeners out there. Yeah, it's always kind of cool because we do have like, you know, United States, Canada and UK and Australia are our top four countries uh, all the time. Mm -hmm. But uh, it is really kind of neat that there's so many other little smaller countries that uh, that listen to. And we do. We have a call from uh, from someone who called in. Uh, actually, it's been a few months and we apologize for the delay. We said that last um, time, though. We haven't answered calls as much. <laughs> Yes, but uh, but she called in in September. Uh, her name is Rachel. If you uh, want to call and leave a voicemail, you can as well. It's um, the DKS hotline is four zero seven five one nine zero one eight one, and you can call and just leave a voicemail with any question you have, and we will get to it eventually. They do sit there sometimes for a while. We do but, answer uh, them. Yeah, we will answer them. Um, and uh, Rachel has a question about her current dating life or her dating life in September, at least. And so um, let's uh, let's go ahead and have a listen. Hi, this is Rachel. Um, I love your podcast. I love watching and listening during my work. But I have a question for you guys when it comes to dating somebody that's not necessarily in their career or making as much money as you would like them to. So I've been dating this guy for about a year now, and he's the best relationship I've ever had. I enjoy him a lot. We're very much in love. And he's just somebody that we just, we fit well together. But in terms of career, I'm a go-getter. I'm highly motivated. I'm always wanting to do the next best thing. But when it comes to him, he's kind of more stagnant and scared to go forward with things. And we're about to turn 23 because our birthdays are the same week. And so... I'm just starting to get that foothold in my career, and he's not really at all. And so I kind of wonder what's your experience with dating somebody who's not necessarily making the money that you would like them to make, or you're meeting that one-year threshold and being like, well, that wasn't really important to me when we first started dating, but it is now. But thank you, guys. I hope you answer my question in future episodes. Bye-bye. Well, Rachel, thanks so much for calling. I This one actually feels like something that I've struggled with. And I think younger me would have a very different response to this question than I do now. I think the fact that you're 23, it makes sense that career is top of mind. You're wanting to get started in the professional space, make more money. And I think I'm just going to relate to myself for a second. I think that being with a guy who made X amount of money, who is striving to be a CEO or ex, you know, profession was like really important for me because that was like what was important at my, that stage of my life. But now I think if he's somewhat motivated to do something that matters to him or just like to just keep it trucking along, I think that's okay. It just depending on the circumstances. I don't, I don't know, you know, if he's happy with the amount of money he makes now or whatever, but let's just assume, you know, he's happy with the money he's making. And he, even though he's not passionate about it, he's just kind of coasting on that. There is no timeline for life. So I think, you know, he can still have some time to kind of figure it out and see like what he wants to do. Um, I would suggest though, just talking to him, see, you know, how passionate are you at your current job? Like, what are you interested in? How can you, whether it's apply your career, or like, do you want to go back to school or what, you know, what are you thinking about? And just talk it through. 23 is also a very challenging year because if you've been in the college space for a while and then you're jumping into the professional sector, it's like, what am I doing? I don't have a curriculum of what to do in my life anymore. So that could also be part of it. But 
I mean, that's what Roy and I went through. When we met, he was unemployed. He was switching careers. He wasn't exactly sure what he wanted to do. And I was like, go getting, trying to like move up, make more money, be a boss bitch, which I don't really like that term now, but just like hustle and make more money. And it was a shift for me because I was like, oh, he's like, he's working on things, but he's not where I would like him to be. But that's not my journey. Like, his journey is not my journey and I just need to focus on myself and that if he's happy with himself and he's happy where he's at and he has some long-term goals that slowly he's going to work on. I think that's, what's important. I think it's good. I remember you would get a little frustrated sometimes and I'd be like, it's you know, let things work out how they're supposed to. Cause yeah. Cause I think you, you would put yourself like, this is how you would do it and how you would do it isn't always how everyone else does it. Um, And I think you covered it mostly. I I would say a couple things. Number one, uh, 23 is really like, uh, early to kind of really start figuring out like this is to worry about where, where the future is going to go. Sometimes you have to enjoy dating and, and, you know, like, and in careers as well, like at 23, sometimes the career, I mean, I, the, the number of careers I've changed since, since that age is, is, you know, is, is ridiculous. Um, the number of different, different professions I've had. And so I would say that that's one thing to keep in mind is it's like, it's good that you're, you know, that you're motivated and that you kind of know what you want, but I also, everybody's a little bit different and, and, it's a big difference to me if, if he's like not working or if he's not motivated, like, because there might be a case where he might be inspired to do things and be passionate about things. Or is he just like a listless lump on the couch playing, you know, playing video games and never do anything because he's depressed or he's just bored all the time. Like, cause there's a big difference. Cause if he's passionate about things, they just don't happen to make money or they don't really happen to lead to a profitable career. I think that's, it is okay to be part of that partnership. But if he's just sitting on his ass playing video games all day and doing absolutely nothing with his life with no no desire to ever try to, you know, better himself and just kind of wants to just tread water, then that's not really something healthy to be a part of. Yeah, I agree and with that. You can definitely do better from that. So um I think that's you know, it, it really is like and I think at twenty three too, I think you know, the next, you know, probably next five years, you'll start to see too that, you know, that, you know, who you are at 23 is maybe different than who you, you are. Like, yes, Sarah said, I mean, who, even over the last five years that she and I have been doing this, this podcast, who she was then, you know, who she is, is very different. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good thing. I know it doesn't feel like it now being at the age that you're in, but looking ahead going things, a lot of things could change. So, but not I, a lump on, you just don't like Adam said, it's like, you don't want someone who's just I don't care. Like I'm making no money. I'm a lump on the couch. I never do anything. I don't want to do anything. It's like, okay, well, how does that impact your relationship? You know, it's like, do they want to do things with you? Like you don't want that. Right. Exactly. Well, thank you for the call, Rachel. And uh, once again, if you decide you would like to call in and ask for advice about anything relating to dating, sex, relationships, anything related to, to anything around those categories even, please feel free to give us a call at 407-519-0181. And we'll be right back. Well, as you know, Sarah just got back from uh, Oahu, Hawaii. And so for today's What to See with Sarah G, she's going to explore this area that she's very familiar with. Uh, from, I'm just coming back from it and just having a great time there. Yeah. So uh, yeah, go ahead, Sarah. Let's uh, let's hear all about the places to uh, see and do in Oahu. Well, Oahu is the third largest island of the Hawaiian islands with about 70% of Hawaii's population living there. So some people who live there actually call it the city and country island 
Honolulu has about 70% of the island's population, and then the remaining parts, such as the North Shore, really do feel like you're out in the country. So it's a it's a cool island to check out. And I also think it's probably one of the easiest to get to because a lot of people just think, oh, I'm going to fly into Honolulu, and that's where Honolulu is, is the island of Oahu. So like Adam said, I just got back from a trip, but I've been to Hawaii once before and stayed on this island as well. So this time around, I stayed with a friend, so I didn't really have an accommodation to worry about, just stayed at her place. But I have stayed at the Turtle Bay Resort in the North Shore. So this is a hotel. If you're thinking about staying on the North Shore side, this is where they filmed Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yes, I have oh, seen I this. I fucking movie. love that movie. And you've seen it? Yes, I've seen it multiple times. <laughs> I'm very impressed. But I didn't realize I was staying at the Turtle Bay and I didn't realize that was the hotel. And someone at like the concierge or whatever had mentioned it. And I was like, should I should have watched this movie before I got here. But it's a really cool place to stay to stay if you want to escape the hustle and bustle of the city side of the island um if you do stay anywhere on the north shore it's definitely worth getting a rental car if you plan on just hopping around and doing hikes and a lot of exploring that you won't book through tour groups so consider a rental car now for options in honolulu which is probably one of the more popular areas to stay is like waikiki it just depends on how much you're willing to spend on accommodations so there's the royal hawaiian which is the pink palace and you can't miss it while you're on Waikiki. It's a really beautiful building. And then another one is the Moana Surfrider. That's a Westin property. But if those are out of your price range, because they do span from $350 to $400 a night, there are some hostels that are more in the range of $100 to $50 a night in Waikiki, just depending on season and what you're looking for. Now, things to do. I went on a lot of hikes this time around on Oahu, so I'm going to list out my recommendations for hikes and then other ones that I haven't done that would be cool to go back and visit and check out. But the first one that I think is the most popular is Diamond Head, given its location in Honolulu. It's about 10 to 15 minute drive from Waikiki, which makes it really accessible if you're staying in that area. I heard a lot of people were taking Ubers to to get to that hike so because they were staying there. But to hike Diamond Head, this is the dun dun dun. You have to book a reservation and that costs $5 per person. And you have to pay to walk. I knew- <laughs> yes, you do have to pay to walk to hike. They Diamond should pay Hike. pay me to go on hikes. That's ridiculous. Pay to fucking go on. A well, hike. that's if you're not a resident of the state of Hawaii. So if you live ah. in Hawaii, it's free. But if you don't, and most people are tourists visiting Diamond Head, you do have to pay and book a reservation. The reservations are seemingly new. I didn't have to do that the first go around. So book online, book your hour time slot. where you, That's where you can enter within that time frame. It won't take you more than an hour in most cases, but just good to know because there was an older group in front of us who was real pissed that they had to book a reservation. And they're like, since when? It wasn't on the website. I'm like, you didn't read the website. Anyways, um, the trail itself is pretty well maintained. It almost feels like it's built for tourists because I really think it is. There's water fountains and bathrooms and like water bottle vending machines at the trailhead. And then there's a bunch of benches and resting spots throughout. The first portion is pretty well paved. And then the rest of the trail is a tad rocky. There's some stairs and then there's a tunnel near the end. All in all, it might take you 30 to 45 minutes to complete. I think it's one of the easier hikes that is out there on the island. So... And a good one, too. Nice views of the city and the water. The next hike, (laughs) Coco Crater, made me question if I even liked hiking because I don't really consider this hike an actual hike. My idea of hiking is there's some elevation, then it levels out. Then there's some, then it levels out. And then, you know, it's challenging at times, but you have a minute or two to catch your breath. 
Yeah, that's not the case with Coco Crater. It just goes straight up. You do get, though, some spectacular views of the shoreline, the bay, and the nearby island of Molokai. But to get to the top means that you have to walk over a thousand steps. And they're not like, it's not like, oh, I'm walking up a staircase of steps. No, no, no. This, <laughs> this is an abandoned railroad. So you're stepping on those, uh, the ties that cut across the tracks. And these were used in World War II to transport supplies to the lookout post at the top. And they still exist today. So why not climb them? Um, just know that if, if you're still up for the challenge after all of that, that about halfway up <laughs> a portion of the, um, there's a portion, they call it the bridge, where there's just no ground beneath you anymore. So the tracks just go above ground. You do have a bypass where you can go around it and then keep walking up. But on the way down, I decided, hey, let's just walk down the bridge part because I'll be fine. No, I was not fine. Like three steps in, I thought, if I fall, I'm going to be very injured by this. And I was like, you wouldn't die. I'm like, no, I just really hurt myself. I did fall twice on this hike, which sucked. And I had two big ass bruises on my ass. Like, I would say Ooh, you fell, you fell on your ass on a hike. Not, walking. Not like so coming down is coming down. A hike is always harder for me than going like they're, uh. they're two separate challenges, right? Like going up is the exhaustion of like breathing, keeping a good pace, whatever going down. I just, I never feel, and I have good shoes. I never feel like I have enough footing and there's a lot of just gravel and shit that you can slip on. So, and there's fucking people running down at any hike. There's people running down. Like it's a fucking competition. So I go slow and I just busted ass two times and I wanted to cry and I didn't cry, but Roy's like, you good. I'm like, I'm not going to be a bitch, but this fucking hurts. And then yeah, big ass black bruises on my ass. So anyways, if that sold you Coco crater is the hike or climb for you. Okay. (laughs) Next (laughs) is Waimea Valley, um, this is actually a historical site where a lot of movies have been filmed. And Adam, I think this is more your pace. It's a paved trail filled with beautiful plants that lead to a waterfall that you can swim in. And it's about a 20-minute walk. So once you get down there, you'll put on a life vest and then you can swim in the water. Yes, you do have to put on a life vest to swim in the falls because it's kind of dangerous. Not really dangerous, but just as a safety precaution. What happened to Darwin? Just, you know, if you can't handle it, you die. You know, like, I feel like that's just a better way to handle the population than to make someone wear a life vest. Yeah. Well, and then this one, too, which you might like or not like. It's a $25 fee to enter um, because it is a historical site and protected park, and it's more than just a regular hike. They have other things there. Um, If you plan on getting in the waterfall potentially bring water shoes some of the rocks are sharp and slippery but and someone also said when i went there that the water has magical properties the minerals from what you know they always say that could be true whatever i don't know i didn't test the water it sounds neat but here's here's the other thing and and i don't know if you think about this but i always think about this going there sounds great and then you get in the water and then you have to walk back 20 minutes with wet like wet shorts or wet shoes and then just like the rubbing and the chafing and all that just sounds terrible. Eh, it's hot. You'll heat up pretty fast. It'll be fine. Or bring a towel with you in your backpack and then dry off. If you know you're going to get in the waterfall. Yeah. Okay. Other hikes to consider. I'm just going to hit these real quick. There's the Lani Kai pillbox. And then there's a bunch of other pillboxes throughout the island because of the war. They built all of those to protect the island. So you can climb all of those on trails. There's the stairway to heaven, which is technically illegal to climb. The one Roy wanted to do the entire trip that I said, go right ahead. It's apparently hard. You can get fined if you get stopped by someone up there, which I don't know how likely that is. I don't know how 
heavy the fine is. And uh, yeah, so there's Stairway to Heaven, which they're going to close in the next year. And then there's Manoa Falls, which I hear is also a really good one as well. So, okay, places to visit. So we already talked about how I went on a Sunset Cruise. So there's that Sunset Cruise option, which is 70 to $80, depending on the cruise line that or not cruise line but the catamaran ride that you book and then there's snorkeling so we booked the holokai snorkeling which was around 120 dollars per person and they took us out of waikiki and then you can snorkel and see a bunch of turtles they take you over a cove where they like clean the turtles off and it's pretty cool just know that turtles are federally protected so do not touch the turtles do not try to take yeah you can take pictures of the turtles but don't try to do any dumb tourist shit with the turtles because it's illegal and uh just swim away from them if they swim towards you and honestly i was like get the fuck away get the fuck away but it was really cool seeing them regardless um and then another thing to check out this is another tour we booked was uh kualua ranch um we did an atv tour it was about 145 dollars per person which is pretty pricey but it was my favorite thing that we did and we got pretty dirty um just they give you a mask to wear and i'm at you know head head goggles and all of this shit. Um, but if you're in the back of the pack, you're just kicking up dust. So we were covered, but this area is 4,000 acres of property and they've filmed Jurassic park, Jurassic world, George of the jungle, a lot more. It's really cool. They do have some of the old set stuff there too. And they're like, this is where Chris Pratt did this thing with the Raptors. And I'm like, I don't really care, but it was a really beautiful place. Um, definitely worth checking out. Have you ever seen George of the jungle? I have. Wow. Yeah. That blows my mind. I would not think that you that's a movie you ever would have seen. George, George. Yeah, I know. That's one. Of, that's, wow, you know the theme song. Yeah, even. I watched that a <laughs> lot impressive. as a kid, surprisingly. Okay. Which I don't I'm, know if it's I'm a kid a, movie, but it felt like a kid movie. Kind of. It's, it's, kind it's a dumb, of. yeah, dumb, goofy movie. So, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty pretty good for when kids. When she was sleeping with her hand like this and she closed it with whatever jewelry he put in, I was like, oh, that's so lovely. <laughs> I don't know. Should I remember as a kid? Anyways, another thing to check out if you're wanting to get a history lesson while you're on the island is Pearl Harbor. So, there uh-huh. are a couple paid things you can do within the area. Um, you could, like, take a boat ride and watch a movie and... The boat ride takes you to the USS Arizona and you can walk on that and pay your respects there. And then there's also you can get on one of the ships and tour all of that. Those cost around like 20 to 30 dollars. We didn't do that. We just walked through the free areas to learn more about that day and the events leading up to December 7th, 1941. I actually took a lot away from it. I didn't realize. So the admiral who from Japan who attacked on Pearl Harbor went to Harvard years before and lived in the United States and was against Japan fighting against the United States and was against the attacks. So Japanese military started tracking him and basically keeping a close watch on him. And then he was like, okay, I guess we're going to do it. Like, I think this is a bad idea. We're not going to win long-term da, 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 da. And you know, he was the one who orchestrated the attacks, but he didn't really want to do it. Interesting. What? I don't have anything else to add, but that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, that was the, I mean, I've been there before, but I thought I didn't read yeah. that. And I was like, did you catch that? So something cool. Let's talk about where to eat. So there are a variety of new dishes to try while you're in Hawaii. My favorite is Spam Masubi, which is a portable smack. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> <laughs> that was an, that was, that was a, a ew, Spam. In, yeah, I, could, I couldn't even, yeah, just the sound of it just uh, made my face make that god it's so look. good and i don't even eat red meat and i ate this not realizing spam is pork or red meat and i was like shit but this is so good and i just kept eating it but it's a japanese snack of rice balls wrapped in seaweed and then stuffed with some 
flavorful ingredients. Yeah, definitely get one. We got like shrimp tempura and avocado on top of it. It was very good. Um, another thing to try is the Dole Pineapple Whip Soft Serve. You can find that on Waikiki or at the Dole Plantation. There's poke, which is a great beachside lunch if you want to grab something quick. And there, there's a lot of spots throughout the island to try. Um, then there's shave ice. I thought it was called shaved ice. It's shave ice. Um, so it's a little bit different than what you would think. It's not like all the flavors on like they still put flavors on top, but there's other ingredients they add to it. There's malasadas, which is basically Hawaii's version of a donut without the hole. And then, you know, fish tacos, which that's pretty self-explanatory. As far as places to eat, I think it's called Moena Cafe. It's right next to Coco Crater. They had a really great spot to grab breakfast in that area and some of the best coffee that I had, just coffee and regular creamer. Amazing. Um, if you're in the mood for some poke, you can try out Hawaii Sushi by the Diamond Head Trail, or you can try Ken's Fresh Fish in the northern part of the island. And then another cool spot to mention is the Sunrise Shack where you can order acai bowls and smoothies. There's one on the North Shore and I think there's one closer to Honolulu. But probably you're going to Hawaii for beaches to visit. So let's just hit up some of the cool ones to visit. Waikiki, you're probably going to visit if you're staying in that area. It's pretty much the obvious first stop for relaxing on beaches. Just avoid my vomit wherever I buried that there. Um, but I, I don't really think it's that relaxing. There was a homeless guy who stole people's chairs while they were in the water and just like camped out on there. We saw a lot of weird shit on Waikiki when we were walking around there. So found it like really cramped, really touristy, not as relaxing. So check out the restaurants and shops in the area. If you're looking for like a nice relaxing beach day, I have a couple of other options. There's better ones out there. If you're going to the North Shore side and you're wanting to just like hang out on the beach, not necessarily swim, I would say Halawea. Probably mispronounced that because the W's actually, fun fact, the W's are pronounced like V's. So it's Vaikiki, Vaikiki or like it's just pronounced differently. But this beach um, is a big surfer beach. So if you want to see people surf waves, especially from November through February, which is like the peak season because of all the swells, this is the place to go. Right next to it is Lani Akia, which is a popular spot for catching turtles hanging out on the beach. Another one that's not really where you would swim, but just to check out. There's other beaches to visit. There's Lani Kai Beach, which is like the top of my list. It was recommended to from our waiter as the most relaxing, the most beautiful beach on Oahu. I will say there, there aren't many waves there. We did see a lot of turtles just in the wild. So bring your snorkeling gear and hang out there. I would say that's probably, I, I agree with him, like the best beach. The ones near Lani Kai are probably the best. And for tourist traps to avoid, uh, just don't go to the, you can go, but the Dole Plantation I found to be kind of a tourist trap and I kind of find Waikiki to be the same. So if you're into that and you want to check it out, definitely check it out. But there's other things to do on the island that feel more part of like Hawaiian culture than those two places, in my opinion. Like Waikiki, there was a Denny's, a cheesecake and a red lobster. I'm like, eh, okay. So just keep keep that in mind but yeah that's what i have to recommend if you go to oahu any time of the year fantastic that's i i like your you do have a note in here that says that the touristy side of waikiki feels like an elevated version of Daytona i didn't want to say that out loud but like no, it just like... it just felt not yeah. great to me like i've been to nicer yeah. beaches and white there are nicer beaches on oahu it's like okay waikiki yeah absolutely uh, is the White Lotus? Isn't that what was the first season on in Hawaii? Was it, it was Hawaii. Hawaii. I think they filmed it on Maui, or like it's set oh, okay. in Maui, I believe. Okay, okay. 
Well, uh, there we go. That's uh, What to See with Sergi in o- Oahu, Hawaii. And um, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get into the topic of, um, of marriage, the institution of marriage. So I know, Sarah, a lot of our listeners are wondering, because you took a magical trip to Hawaii for your birthday. You were very secret about it on, on, on social media. And, of course, the topic of, of today is, uh, is, is called, Will You Marry Me? So uh, we have to ask, you know, like, did anything magical happen in Hawaii that you haven't told us yet? Um, Vomiting wasn't magical. Vomiting, <laughs> vomiting is pretty magical. Pretty magical. No, I'm not engaged. But... My friend, <laughs> I think why this topic came about is because my friend who I was staying with asked Roy, she was like, so, and she's married, she's about to have a kid. She's like, so, what, are you thinking about getting married anytime soon? You know, what, what's, what, I was probably showering or something. I wasn't in the room because I would have been like, shut the fuck up. Um, she, right. <laughs> and she's like, what's your thought? You know, like proposing, da, 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 da. And Roy's like, no, I don't really have any interest of getting married. Not high on my radar. And my friend's like, oh, oh, okay. And then after she's like, so I asked Roy about that. I'm sorry. I didn't, I just was curious. So then I was like, fuck, I can't believe she asked that. Not that I'm like, it doesn't, whatever. She's my friend. But then it got in my head of like, oh, like he doesn't want to get married. And we haven't really had this conversation because I'm right. like, we've been together. It'll be three years in April. You know, we've gone on a bunch of trips. And actually, some people were like, because well, I had posted in like to friends and stuff that I was in Hawaii. And they're like, why are you keeping this trip a secret? And I was like, what's happening on this trip? I'm like, oh, shit. Probably people think that he might propose or something. And I'm like, no, that's not the case. But it just got in my head of, oh, so if he doesn't want to get married, what? Is there, an, I don't know, like, is there an end goal here? You know, then, then what, you know, I'm, I don't know that, that I feel like that's always kind of been something that I wanted. And because of just when we started dating and the pandemic and stuff is like, it wasn't, it's not something that I ask on a first date of like, oh, do you want to get me? You know, it's right. Oh, right. Of course not. Yeah. yeah. So it just hasn't been like a big topic and especially him trying to get a new job, us moving to Seattle, all of that is like, you know, in my mind, I was like, okay, after a year of living here and being settled in and happy in our careers or whatever, then I think it's worth a conversation. And we talked, we were drunkenly talking about it on our catamaran on my birthday. Cause I was like, oh, I heard she asked you about getting married. And I was like, look, like, it's not like it's something I don't want. I, I don't know. I just, I thought, you know, we were on the same, kind of on the same page of at least wanting to talk about it and consider it because I don't know. It's like, is marriage the end goal? Is it necessary? And so I've just been like pondering over it of like, if he doesn't want to get married, like what happens to the relationship? If I want to get, right. you know, how serious am I of like wanting to get married? Cause I know I don't want to have kids. So it's like, okay, well, not that you need to be married to have kids either, but yeah. I've just been like wrestling with it of, okay, but what do I do? What do I do? And you've been married. So I'm like, Adam, what do you so, think? <laughs> right. And I thought this would be an interesting topic because I think that a lot of people maybe think about these types of things about, about marriage. Uh, you know, is that the end goal? Is that something do you need? Is it something that just you kind of want? Is it something that because society tells you that's what you're supposed to do? Um, so I'm, I'm curious to hear before we kind of maybe get into it too, when you mentioned that drunkenly on the, to Roy, like, what was, what did he say about it? Like, what was his like response? 
Well, first he laughed because my friend Sam had asked him. He was like, yeah, she asked me, whatever. And I was like, well, it's kind of something that I thought I always wanted. I just haven't brought it up with you yet. And he's, wow, we're going to go in depth with this because I don't like we've talked about open relationships before and how that's something that kind of interests him. But I'm not specifically jazzed about. And that's like that's like a future thing. You know, I just keep pushing off to. That's a future conversation. I'm not even ready to touch that yet. Too much change already. And so he's brought that up with like a potential of, yeah, I just don't really want to like, I want to explore open relationships a little bit more. And then it was, okay, well, I don't, I don't, I don't know. He was just fine. Like, I don't think we've ever said that on the, on air, by the way. I don't, (laughs) fuck. No, I don't, I don't, (laughs) I'm like getting real weird. Cause I'm like, fuck, I wasn't planning on talking about this, but yeah, I don't think I've ever talked about that, but not that it's bothered me. It's just very different from the traditional relationship standards that I've had growing up, especially because everybody in my life is in very committed relationships working on not working on getting married, but like with the plan to get married or they're already married. So, and a lot of my family looks at me of, okay, she's been with him for three years. When's he going to ask? Like extended family have, they've all kind of poked around after your cousin's wedding. Like, Hmm, you could be the next one because you're the one who's been in the longest relationship and you're the oldest and you have shit going for you and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, we haven't even touched that yet. And then we have all these other things to work on. So I don't know. But okay. to answer your question, I mean, he like seemed <laughs> long fucking tangent. He seemed open about, you know, talking more about it. But I was just drunk and I was like, I should not be talking about this right now because I'm going to get emotional and I'm not prepared. Like, I didn't prepare to have that conversation. I just randomly brought it up and we just it was like we poked it, said like, eh, you know, whatever. And I was like, OK, we'll talk about it in the future. OK. And then we went back to just having a good time. Yeah, you know, save that for 2024, Sarah. You know, like I feel like <laughs> I got uh, too much shit to do with right now. 2023, Sarah doesn't need to worry about this stuff. But no, it is something because we we do have expectations. We do have you know things that we just we you just kind of figure this is how the progression is, and you know then over time you start to learn that maybe it doesn't have to be that way. Maybe there are ways for relationships like the ultimate is to be in a committed relationship with someone. You know, and that's that's the end of it. That doesn't need to go further, but. I know that when I was, you know, I met Amy first week of law school and we started dating, you know, I was, I was 21 and she was, yeah, she was 23. And so we started dating. And then when we like kind of moved in together, which happened probably sooner than it should have, but we were just like, we would talk about the fact that, Hey, everything seems pretty great. If we can make it through law school, we can probably make it through anything shows how naive we were but um <laughs> and so we basically were just like yeah so we make it through law school i mean we, i mean we have to get married how, how can you not if after we survive law school together so it was never a like it, it was wasn't never a, even a i want to be married it was a we're just gonna if we make it through this we'll get married of course we are it was an assumed it was like yeah. oh, why wouldn't we like you know we just made it through law school and then we survived our relationships survived that so we we can pretty much t- take that t- you know take on anything And so it wasn't even like it never had, we never had a discussion of, are we going to, should we get married? It was just kind of a, of course we're going to get married, you know, after, after this many years, you know, like, why wouldn't we? 
So after the three years of law school, uh, in law school, we started looking at rings. We just like it was just a, well, yeah, we're getting close to graduation. We should probably go look at rings. Oh, so we should probably plan the wedding, you know, like and, you know, and I, I did we did a proposal. but We'd already picked out the rings together. Like we did everything, you know, kind of uh, as, a, as a couple. So there weren't any surprises for it. Did you feel like you were just going through the motions, though? No, no, it, it seemed it seemed like uh, the natural progression. It seemed like, of course, like, why wouldn't like this is what you're supposed to do. And so according to who? And, and, according to who? Right. Yeah. Oh, right. Exactly. And it felt natural and it felt normal and it felt there was, you know, there was nothing and there was nothing wrong with it. And then it was like, oh, yeah, we got married and, you know, we had the big wedding and, you know, everything, you know, Amy had expectations of the the wedding. I had expectations of what I wanted and we both managed to meet those expectations. We had a, you know, we had a shitty honeymoon because neither of us had any money to spend on anything worthwhile. You know, we had a bottom cabin inside cabin on a carnival cruise for um which was fucking awful yeah i I was seasick for for the whole the entire time you know but but like you know but like then we were married and that was um you know and there was the the idea i remember like it's a lot of expectations remember we didn't have sex on our on our honeymoon because it just was miserable because of the boat Mm, and like i really was not i felt miserable the entire time but like I felt like bad, like, are we, are we doing this marriage thing right? Cause we didn't have sex on our honeymoon, you know, like just because it like everybody sets these, the, like society sets these expectations. And that's probably a big reason why I'm so anti like what society says, you know, like the, both the stigmas and the traditions and the institutions that, that society says now is because now I've like, gotten the perspective to look at it and say, why there, there's no reason. Like, it's like, you shouldn't have a stigma for being single. You shouldn't have a stigma that if you're not married, like there, you should be able to do whatever the fuck you want. And people who like are still stuck in that mindset. I think sometimes I'm like, I feel bad for them because they like, well, this is just what you're supposed to do. And like you said, according to whom? Yeah. I don't know. It's just you think at least for a lot of women, you just think, okay, once I hit, you know, my 20s and 30s, I'm going to be ring, you know, ring shopping and dress shopping and I'm going to have a celebrate something special for me and my love. And you already did your dress shopping. I know. I already have a fucking dress. Like, how crazy is that? Right. Because I was like, (laughs) oh, it's cheap. And I'll because mentally I was like, it's cheap and I'm going to get married someday. You know, right. Like right. I'm going to find someone and it'll, it'll be put to good use or I'll just trash it and do a photo shoot with it. You know, like who who knows? Right. But I don't know. I just I think it's something I've wanted, but I don't really have like a don't get me wrong. I'm very happy in my relationship. I think we have a real Roy and I have a very strong relationship. And I think, yes, there's always going to be things to work on. Like I said, we haven't had yeah, some of, of those conversations. We've lightly tapped and then said that's a 2024 conversation or whatever and just continued on being happy with where we're currently at and not so focused on the future and that's been one thing about us is because we mentally it's like because we started dating during a really uncertain time I don't think we ever got out of like that mindset of like we're just we focus on you know what's coming up closer on the horizon than years out because why are we who knows you know who knows whatever so We've never really talked like next year. Let's da 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 da. You know. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, you, you could say that you know, committing to moving across country with each other is a, right. a commitment that, that demonstrates the commitment of your relationship. You know, to a good degree. Um, and and I think that a lot of this has to you have to look at it like with logic, you not with you know, not kind of outside of the the pressure of what what everyone says and what your expectations are, but like just logically. You know, the what is it? Almost half of marriages end in divorce. 
Um, and But as a result, recently over the years, the number of people who are getting married is getting smaller, which means actually, but the rate of divorce is also decreasing. So the number of people is getting smaller because they're waiting to later and they're in the, you know, the different age, when they're a little bit older and a little bit wiser. Uh, they're not just getting married because they're being told they should. And as a result, you know, you're seeing fewer divorces as far as the rate, you know, because people are making the right choices as far as when they want to get married. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, it, it, there are benefits to getting married. There obviously are benefits to getting married. and But they're all of the benefits are purely related to taxes. the government. <laughs> to ta- yeah, I mean, yeah, to, ta- to taxes, to, you know, your government seeing you as an institution, to healthcare, to like all of these, it's, they're all things that are, that are like kind of tangential benefits that are all related because you have a certain piece of paper. Mm-hmm. And so, that, I mean, that that is maybe a positive to it, is that they, they, at least you're getting, you do get something out of it more than just the fact to say you're married. Yeah, I think mentally, oh man, I haven't said this out loud. I think mentally marriage to me is like, okay, well, we're married. He's my forever, just, he's my forever person. Like, sure, I, sure. I got this shit locked down now. Like, I don't have to worry. Like, we're good, whatever. I don't have to experience heartbreak again, even though I know that's not true, right? But Thinking right. like me thinking, oh, Roy doesn't want to get married is like, fuck, then we're going to break up. Then we're, you know, like, and the, some timeline in the future, shit's going to happen and we're going to break up because we, quote unquote, don't want the same things. So it's like, but right. if we got married, partner for life, never losing him, fantastic. This is going to be, this is going to be good. And I think that's what, like, that's my internal dialogue and what's going on in my head is like, if if you get married, you're never going to lose him. And I don't want to lose him, right? Because I'm happy in my relationship and things are good. And then there's always divorce if shit goes south, right? But I, I have, like, I'm locked in to this person that I'm very happy with. And that feels, like, I guess comforting to know that. Yeah. So then yeah. that's something that I want. Yes. I mean, I, it is. It is comforting because it's like, oh... We we took this step to say, hey, this is forever, even though we, you know you know you know rationally it doesn't mean that it is. Now the downfall to that is what that can also do is then it actually kind of adds an extra layer of pressure on the weak points of a relationship, the areas where someone might not be happy or the areas where there might be communication that needs to be said. Like I, you know, before you guys would ever get married, you would have to have uh, probably even couples counseling to go through the discussion of the open relationship uh, thing. Open relationship thing. Yeah, like you'd have to you'd have to breach that before you decide to get married. No shit. That, yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, because if that's going to end up becoming an issue at some point, then you you want it before you even decide to get married. You know. But you know, and I think the two that people change. I I I don't know if I've, I've ever said this or, or, but Amy Amy had this idea when we when we would talk about marriage and stuff like that because we would discuss it, you know, just like and because she was always had had plans and things like that. She was very much a, a planner, but she's like, you know, but I think she goes, I don't think people are meant to be monogamous, and she said, like, I also think that, like, I feel like as long as like you're okay with it, it would be okay for a couple to have maybe things that kind of help them maybe step out to kind of like almost like a, a hall pass occasionally. Like she actually kind of had that mentality. I remember in law school, once we got married, that went away that I had like that, just the desire of hers to allow that at all was like completely gone. Of course I ended up having an affair and that was the, you know, our whole issue. Um, but, but I, I don't think if I had gone to her and been like, Hey, 
remember when you said when we were dating that like um you would you know kind of thought that maybe you'd be okay to have this i would i'd like to do this i don't think she would have been okay with it i think that would have been a problem anyway so people evolve over time too whether they could become more more monogamous more polyamorous more conservative more you know whatever and so there's no way to predict what's going to happen either no you're right and i think not that sex is a weak point in our relationship, but Roy is a lot has stronger sexual needs than I do, I feel like. And uh-huh. that's just like he reads erotica. He watches a lot more porn. He's like into a lot of certain things where I'm just like, I like having sex with you, you know? So we're at, right. we're at different points there where I could see his needs being different down the road, which is why like the open relationship thing when he brought it up doesn't surprise me because he's talked about, you know, you know, when you're dating or you're in an open relationship, you'll have that newness and flirtation with new people that'll bring excitement. And then you'll have, you know, some more stability. And so we've lightly talked about the subject, but just that alone, I'm like, hmm, you know, you're not going to have those new feelings, you know, they always go away, but you're not going to yeah. have that with marriage. You're not going to have that if you continue to stay in a long-term relationship with me. So it's like, okay, well, What's something that works? And that's something we haven't approached. Right. But yet we're nearing so, like a three-year mark in our relationship where society's like three years is a long time. When's he going to put a ring on it? And there's like that, uh, there's that joke yeah, of this, like two years. You think you know everything about a person. Go ahead and get married or whatever. And yes, I don't know everything about him, but I'm like, okay, like three years time, a lot of shit has transpired. You know, I feel like we're in a good spot. What's the next step? Just this, you know, I don't fuck. Like, I don't, I, I don't even know if I want to buy a house. Right. But he wants to buy a house. So then it, right. it says like, okay, but he can't afford a house without me. And I can't afford a house without him, at least in Seattle. Right. So right. we get a house together, but we're not married. That sounds like a really fucking stupid idea. Right. So it's like, okay, well then that's not going to happen. So I'm like, well, if he wants a house, like, would he want to get married too? So these are like all the things that I've just been thinking of, of like, but, but what's the next step here? So does there always have to be? I a know. Next step? I, yeah. And I know there doesn't always have to be one, but it's like when I'm for who fucking not, like, I, it's everything is made up. Like I don't fucking, exactly. I just, I just, and that's what I keep reminding myself. It's like, I just woke up one day and said, I'm leaving Nashville. I just woke up one day and right. said, I'm going to start, I'm going to get a remote job. Like, you can change your life so quick and it's like, okay, well, who's to say I don't want this or want this? I don't know. I'm just so, and I haven't, I'm talking to you about it and with all the listeners listening and I haven't with even, like, yeah. I feel like teary eyed cause it's like, I haven't even fucking processed this myself or had this conversation with him. So I'm like, fuck, right. like, what do I want? I know I want to be with him, but I just, I feel the pressure of like showing up to Florida in April. I'm f- going to fucking cry now. It's like, Showing up to Florida in April and people are going to be like, oh, I already know people are going to be like, you're the next one getting married. And I know how that's going to make me feel of like, am I? Does he want? And it feels like it's like he doesn't want to be with me because he doesn't want marriage. Right. But I know that's not the case. But sure. But sure. it's like mentally I'm like fucked about it right now. And oh, God, that's why I didn't touch the subject on the boat because I'm like, I'm drunk and I'm going to cry right. <laughs> if we start doing this. So. Please talk. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so, you know, I think that what this boils down to is is not as much about what you want, but as how 
but what everybody else wants for you and you haven't really don't don't really know how to respond to those people. I, and yeah. you know, you know, to a degree, like I'm, I'm saying that that's because if it wasn't, here's, here's another question. If it wasn't for the idea of family saying, Oh, you're next or what, when's he going to propose? Like if it wasn't for other people asking or putting that kind of on your shoulders, would you feel so strongly about it? Probably still. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Even if, even if people didn't say it, I think that's like an internal thing where it's been like when you've been in a real, because I was in a relationship for two and a half years. So Roy will be my longest relationship. And I thought I was going to marry the person I was in a relationship for two and a half years with almost three. And then that didn't work out. But like at 21, 22, I was prepared to marry that, that guy I was with because I was like, that's the next logical step. So I feel like I'm in the same situation now, only 10 years older going, okay, it's going to happen. Like, I don't know. Like I, that's where my brain goes. I guess it's going to happen this time because you're older, you're smarter, you have more things going for you now. You're happier in this relationship. Why wouldn't it be the next step? Because with the last guy, it was the next step that we had talked about, but we hadn't talked about our problems or wants and needs. We just can you imagine if you had married him? No, I. You'd be you'd be you'd probably divorced by now. I know I would be divorced at probably yeah. twenty five dating. Like I would probably be back in the same yeah. situation now, honestly. Right, except that you would have gotten the marriage thing out of your system a little bit, and I feel like you would have had a little bit more of different perspective on it. Yeah. Because it does, it does affect, it does make a difference because I don't think three years is all of a sudden you're like, oh, I need to get married now after three years because I know plenty of people, I mean, my sister and her, her uh, wife, they didn't get married. I think they were dating for eight years before they got married. And you know, it's just because it just didn't, you know, eventually they, they were like, you know, I think it's time, you know, like we reached a point now that it's, it's just time to do it, you know, and they got married, they bought a house, they, you know, and, and I think that. It really kind of depends on on your personal situation, but I, I think you need to, you know, uh, and it's hard to do this, but stop listening to your your like society telling you inside your brain, like your like whatever it is that's telling you that this has to be the next step, and that that society says this, and that three years, what happens at four years? Like, is, does that mean the relationship ends at four years because you don't get married? Does that mean at five years that somehow it's a bad relationship? No, no I know. because. You know, you talk through things, you guys, you know, you guys do, you know, a good job of, of discussing things when, when they're important, you know, and, and you communicate well, and that's what's important in a relationship, not whether or not you have a piece of paper that says that you're married. I also think because it's the healthiest relationship with the strongest communication that I'm like, this is the one, (laughs) like, here we go. You know, I've, all the stars have aligned. And so this road bump is like, wait, what, you know, how am I going to? And I don't want to, you know, it's like I'm in the place where I'm happy where it's like I don't want to find someone else who just wants to get married, but I want to be happy in my relationship. And I think that's the most important thing besides being married. But it is, it is it's not only my family, right? It's the shit I see on social media. It's the long lost friends of whatever getting married. That's like it, it's it's little it's little pokes, right? It's like, oh, OK, cool. They got married. OK, they're engaged. OK. And then you see a fucking TikTok of someone saying, ladies, if he doesn't want to marry you after X amount of time, he's never going to marry you. And da, da, da. like I this is the shit that I see right. on social media. And slowly that builds up of if he doesn't want to marry me by X amount of time, then I must then I'm not the girl for him. And he's never going to want it. Like this is the shit that goes on in my head. And it's it's fucked because yeah. it's all what other people are saying instead of me going, right. my relationship's good. I'm happy where I am. I'm going forward in a place where I want to be. And I've just been enjoying the moment, but I don't know. No, no, no. It, it is kind of an age thing, too, because I remember when I was getting divorced at 32 
and I was out in the dating world that all the people that were my age that I was dating were all looking for marriage. Like they were all like, and they were all, and then when we wouldn't get married, like it would be like a year later, all of a sudden they were engaged to someone else and they were married. And it's amazing how many people I went on dates with, they got married shortly after because that's where like they were. And now I'm at the age where like they're all getting divorced, you know, like I seeing all the, you know, and I'm seeing these relationships end too, because they, they were, they had a goal of getting married, not a goal of being in a healthy relationship. And, 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 you know, and I think that I understand that now that you're in a healthy relationship and it's the healthiest one you've had, it's like, well, then this should be something there should, you know what there should, there should be something that's basically a marriage, but not like you don't have to go through all the government stuff. So you're not like, you know, tied, but like, it's a celebration of your relationship where people can come if they want. Yeah. Not as formal as like a, a wedding, but like, it's just like a big party that, Hey, we're, you know, we're just celebrating being together for five years or something like that. You know? And it's just like a, Big party, people can bring presents if they want or whatever, but everybody just gets together and drinks and has fun. And you like, maybe you do a little, like a little, um, kind of ceremony of like just talking about how much you feel about each other, you know, like, and it's almost like a, uh, like a, maybe a way for us to, to allow people to have the, um, the feeling of a marriage as a next step. Like this is the step where we're, it's a commitment to each other. It's a commitment ceremony of some type, but it's not like tied into, you know, getting a marriage license. I don't hate that I idea. I just think it's it's obviously very unconventional, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I also think too, it's like I have to be very careful with saying I want to be married because I have to think, do you want to be married or you, do you just want the wedding? Right. Because I don't. The wedding comes with it, right? And that's that's the yeah. exciting part that a lot of people strive to have is their big day or whatever, but they don't think about the opposite side. So I have to always check myself right. of saying it's not just the photos and the getting dressed up and the planning and feeling like the most important person of the room for that one day. It's also this relationship and you can have the relationship without that. But I don't know. It's, and like you said, everybody that you've dated during that time frame after being divorced, then got married, forget about them getting divorced after the fact, but they got married shortly after that's like every fucking person I've dated ever now is like, they're all married or engaged. Right. So it's like, right. it's another pressure of like, well, I'm in a relationship too. And I'm what the fuck, just what the fuck, why am I putting that on myself? But it's an internal thing of seeing, Oh, this guy that I blew, you know, 12 years ago is now married and right. that's great for him, you know, whatever. And what the hell? Yeah. I don't know. No, I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, I'm not saying what's, similar- I'm not saying what's wrong with me. Cause I know I'm with someone, but it, it's, it feels like the same vibe like mentally the same vibe that I had when I was single and nothing was sticking and I felt shitty of just like but right. why wouldn't he but why doesn't yeah. someone want to you know it's like on a different level but it obviously still hits the same core because I'm also getting emotional about it in the same way I was when I was really single and feeling like I was never gonna meet someone who I liked yeah I think that this is definitely something that's gonna take a lot of kind of processing and I'm glad uh, I'm trying to just now out. I'm starting to process it right here great fantastic right <laughs> Well, you know, but I, but I think that I think that that's the thing is I think you're not alone in in this in this idea and and trying to work through it to figure out what works for you and your relationship is something that a lot of people go through because some people it's a definite deal breaker. I'm getting married no matter like I am getting married. That is my next step. If you're not in into it, then we're done. Because to them, the idea of marriage is the more important thing than the healthy relationship they're in at that moment. And then there's people who are like, as long as I'm with the person, then I'm okay with that. You know, and, and I would say that arguably buying a house together is a, another sign of a commitment 
that's not a marriage, but it still shows that you guys are committed to each other because that's a financial entanglement, you know, that, that makes it harder to, to do something if you, you know, if you break up, it, it does. So those are other, other road, you know, maybe points in the road that you can look at. But you say, wouldn't marriage as, happen first though? Wouldn't, what, but, but it doesn't have I know to, it doesn't, you but can like, you do it without it instead yeah, of that. I know. But you can just, you can just say that you're married, you know, you can go to a foreign country and get married and then it won't count in the U S and then, uh, then you'll be fine too. I mean, there's lots of different ways to, well, I mean, that's, and I mean that kind of joking, but also at the same time, no, like you could arguably get the experience of being married without having the legal repercussions in the U.S. If you went and got married in a foreign country, it won't translate here. Uh, so then, you know, Roy gets the idea of like still not, you know, he doesn't have to actually go through marriage, but you get to go have a fun, you know, a destination wedding and things like that. And so there, there are things you could actually do. But nothing changes that, in our, but that's the thing is like. No, nothing changes right, nothing anyways. Nothing changes anyways, right? So it's like mentally it's like okay then why do you want it and then it's like well why don't you want it and so it's like i know what it's gonna be either or and i'm happy with that so why do i want it because of the stress that i think for the past 31 years of my life of just being told this is gonna happen to you eventually yeah not to you notice how i said that it's like it's not gonna happen i don't know it'll just happen to you you'll get married so how about you take the same energy that you have towards having children and try to just incorporate abort a wedding, it. the marriage, <laughs> just abort those feelings, yeah. uh, and just and just put put those same that same feelings that you have about having children, and just kind of incorporate marriage into that same group of things. Society tells you you should have kids too. You better have kids soon. You know, if you're going to have them, you're going to be next to have kids. When are you going to have kids? Like people, your family's saying the same shit related to kids, but it doesn't affect you in that same way for some reason. No, because I can't afford to have kids in this country. You, I mean, and I don't want to change my. You really can't afford to get married then, in that case, either. You know, but I don't want to. But I don't want to change my lifestyle, right? So I don't. If hypothetically, if marriage was the option and the the train tracks we were going down, I could still travel. I can still be with him. I could still do all of those things, and it would be great. If I had a kid on top of that, there goes the there goes the freedom that I had with. That's why I don't want. Like I like my life as it is now. No, I so understand. why not continue on that path and then just add boop, marriage on top, you know? Well, that's what I'm saying. But, but, you're, but you're using logic when it comes to children and you're not using logic when it comes to marriage. Yeah, I guess. You're letting your, fam- you're, you're letting your family and society and the inner voice in your head bother you about marriage and actually affect you. But you're not letting them bother you when, it, when they say anything about kids. You're able to just be like, no, like I'd, why, I'm not doing what you because you think I should do it. I'm not going to do it. You know, like. You've seen your friends have kids at this age. You're seeing like, and it's not like sitting there saying, well, now am I doing this right? Am I, my next stage in the relationship should be having children, right? Mm-hmm. To, isn't that the next stage? But you're, you've managed to reprogram yourself as far as that. So you don't, you don't let that bother you. So like now you wonder why can't you do that about, about the marriage? Is it because it means that much to you? Is it just because you've always had this idea of a, of a wedding? And so maybe you do have to throw yourself a, a fucking party. Um, and wear the dress and go out and have fun and just like do something crazy, you know, like something that means something to you that's not the same thing in order to kind of like break through it a little well, bit. Well, I think without marriage, it makes me wonder, it, it makes me wonder, and then it probably makes other people wonder, well, what's wrong with their relationship? I think that's what people f- like the foreshadowing of that 
is having right. people don't question it if you're getting married, right? Not not loudly anyways. People don't say right. oh, they're getting married. Hmm, what's what's wrong with their relationship? They're like, "Oh, I'm so happy sure. for them. It's going to work out." And everyone's really optimistic. When you say, "No, we're not going to get married. That's not really on our path. We're not really considering that." They go, "Well, what's wrong?" I I think that's the first thing people think instead of the other way around if you were saying you were get, getting married. No one questions. Yeah. So that, that's the other thing is like, oh, well, you've been with, why wouldn't you? What's going on behind closed doors? Nothing. We're good. But if you don't, yeah. if you don't go the marriage route, then people wonder what the fuck is wrong with you. Yeah. Okay. They don't say, oh, you have a happy relationship and you're just living together because right. that's not technically what people think is normal. Yeah. So, so it's just that you're worried about what other people think. To a degree. Yes. To a degree. But the, the, <laughs> you, we, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm just saying, why the, why do you give a fuck? I don't know. I guess. Do you know that your relationship's healthy? Yes. But I guess deep down, it's like, I don't want to go through a, another breakup. Like. Of course not. Like, no. Right, right, right. Like, no one does. But I think about, I think it's the thought of losing him hurts me so much. And I know yeah. how I was in my last relationship. That was literally fucking like four months and how much that wrecked me. And I'm like, I don't even know that guy. But the guy that I'm with now, I know him and I love him. And the thought of losing him is like, well, fuck me. Like, I'm not going right. to recover from this. So, so I think that's why it hurts me is like, damn, like if mentally it's like if we don't get married, then like we're not going to stay together forever. So it's like, well, then what's the point? So now I have to it's like walking down the steps of like, well, eventually we're going to break up. So like right. mentally prepare yourself for that. And it's like, I don't want to go down that path either. So maybe it's we got to somehow get to the idea that marriage, first of all, doesn't mean that it's forever. Right. It doesn't, yeah. you know, even though we even though we have this fantasy that it does, it doesn't actually mean that. And that there are plenty of relationships of people who have just been together for years without ever getting married. And they're happy. Yeah. And they've they've been extremely happy and they live their lives and they don't break up just because they're not married. They just, they stay together, you know, they, they, they celebrate, they have fun. They, you know, they're, and they're just, they're always, I mean, I, I actually have a, I'd say a, several family friends that are like that. Um, like my family's, my uncles and stuff have some friends that are like, they've been dating for like 15, 17 years, you know, and they're, they're, they're in a relationship. They have a, own a house. They, one of them, they have a kid together even, but they're just like, no, we're not going to get married. Why would we like, why would we do that? That just doesn't make any sense for us. And it's just, that's okay. You know? So, you know, and then I have friends that are serial marriers, uh, people, you know, God, I got a comedian friend of mine and he's, you know, I think he's married, you know, he's gotten married four times in the 10 years that I've known him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he just, he me cause that's his thing is in his mind, it means something when you get married and yet it obviously doesn't because he keeps getting divorced and remarried again. So like, you know, it's, it's all, it's all in, in, in it's all inside. It's all, it's, it's all about processing it in a, in a way that works for you Yeah, and Roy. Yeah. I just don't think I'm obviously I'm fucking crying right now. It's like, I just don't think mentally I'm, I'm there to accept the fact of like, there's healthy relationships long-term that just never get married because those really aren't right. the narratives that are ever shown ever. That's true. So it's like, yeah. because I don't have those as healthy examples, I look at healthy marriage examples going, well, I want that. And that's what we're like mentally. That's what we're Who, working. Who's a, who's a healthy marriage example that you would look at right now? Put me on the spot. Cause I don't really have one. That's a great, <laughs> I know. I know you don't. I, like, well, I absolutely know you don't. Well, not. <laughs> right. 
Honestly, I think it would probably be Roy's family. I think his yeah. his mom and stepdad have a. And I think also his dad and stepmom too. I think they both have pretty healthy relationships, and they, from the outside looking in, seem pretty happy and seem like you know they fumbled. Yeah, second marriages for both. Right, right. They fumbled. I was gonna say they fumbled on the first one, and then the second yeah. one they've been pretty strong. So. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I just see like my younger brother in his marriage and I'm like, he seems happy. He, he seems great and where he's at. And my other cousins are all married too. And it's like, damn, like they, they seem good and happy. And that's not, that shouldn't take away from the happiness I have. And it does like, it does and right. it doesn't. Right. I, I just see it and go, I know nothing's going to change if we get married or, you know, if marriage is the next step, but, but also I want, I want that. I don't know. It's thank you, society. We don't always have to have. No, the, I don't have. I don't answer. have the answer. Like it's something. Yeah, you don't I'm have to have the answers. Through. Yeah, yeah, it's something to work through, and, and I think it's something that uh, this, uh, you know, this, uh, this. I, I really think that people are listening who are in the very similar position, and I think that it's a hard thing for a lot of people to to work through. So I, I don't think that you're you're alone in that, and I think that it's something that I mean everybody has to work through on their own and with with the person they're with, um, or if they're single like and they and they still like desperately want to get married, they have to try to figure out why, mm-hmm. and well, what's the point? Yeah, is there value? What I like because when I get married again, I, I might like you know if I found somebody and it was just something I was like it seemed right, then I probably would, but also. I wouldn't get married again because I feel like this is necessarily forever anyways, just because it might be like, oh, yeah, I could see getting married again, you know, like, and that's it, you know, like, but not in a, uh, you know, eternity thing, because I just, you know, I don't, I don't really believe in that anymore. And people grow and change. And you can't really always grow together. Yeah. I'm like, ask me again in five years, like, like we were talking about earlier, I've changed so much that in five years, I might be a little less giving a fuck about it and saying, you know, I'm happy it is what it is. But I think now I'm in my thirties. Like you said, there's, there feel, (laughs) even though there's, I don't feel it yet, but because I've been feeling like the, what's the next step, but there's a, there's extra pressure of, I know I don't want to have kids, so that's not a pressure that I feel, but the other, since the other things have kind of worked well for me, you know, as far as a relationship, the pressure is there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, sorry, I don't have, have a big, t- t- <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, I don't, usually we have takeaways <laughs> don't really for, have uh, one. for an like, episode. Work We're on not going to have any t- takeaways this episode, except, uh, that we would love to hear your thoughts. I think that, uh, there are going to be listeners that are going to have some thoughts that are probably be pretty, uh, pretty in tune with this. Um, and so, you know, I'd be happy to hear what anybody has to say. You can, there's a variety of ways you can reach out to us. You can do it by email. Um, you can email us at like dating kind of sucks podcast at gmail.com. You can call the number, the DKS hotline at 407-519-0181 or the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash DKS podcast. You can join that and kind of share your thoughts as well. You can also join our Patreon where I know after this recording, we're going to have a very detailed conversation. So you can join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash DKS podcast for as little as five bucks a month. And if you enjoyed this episode, um, be sure to give it a five-star rating and review on iTunes. And if you didn't enjoy this episode, I don't care. I'm sorry. I don't sorry care. I exactly. Cried. If, yeah, if you don't enjoy this episode, fuck you, okay? You know, that's how I'm going to say I'm going to say that because this, this is a very heartfelt and uh, unintentionally heartfelt uh, and deep episode. I was just taking a walk going, Adam, let's talk about this, not even knowing. Um, yes, who knew? And if you listen on Spotify, be sure to follow on Spotify as well and give us a rating on there. 
yeah, we don't need to go through any more of the other stuff. Everyone knows where to reach us. Everyone knows uh, we'll be here with a new episode in a couple weeks. And um, yeah, thank you for thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Until next time. Whether you're married or single or poly or ace, or hanging out with swingers back at your place, listen to us as we get no fuck on Tinder and Bumble and plenty of yucks, trying and trying and having no luck because we all know dating kind of sucks. Are two of a kind. He says stupid shit and she doesn't mind. They're not doing this show to make any bucks. Life as a chicken whose feathers they pluck. Why does it work? Well, here is the crux. They both know. Dating kind of sucks. Dating kind of sucks.